Yes, Marquette opens their men's basketball season Monday against Redford. We'll get to that. Joining us now is head coach Shaka Smart. But I never know if we're going to talk about basketball or something else. Good afternoon, coach. What's up, Homer? Good to talk to you. What are we going to talk about, basketball or something else? We can talk about whatever you want to talk about. No, 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 no. We talk uh, about what you want to talk about. Now, here's why I asked that question. I did a show with uh, Rick Majerus, basketball and life, not necessarily in that order, because it fit for him. I believe you have two incredible passions. One, to make your players better basketball players, but equally as passionate to make your players better people. So I never know which direction you're going to start. Now, first of all, is my theory correct? Because I'll have to change if it's wrong. Well, it's not incorrect. You might need to amend it. Okay, how do I amend it? They're, act- they're actually not two separate things. Uh, I think one of the biggest uh, mistakes that we make is when we separate the two for athletes. And we like to say all the time, you can't have player development without personal development. And so if you had to prioritize one, the growth as a person absolutely has to come first. Do you think all coaches think that? No, absolutely not. I think most people have more of a siloed mentality where they want to, you know, kind of slice up the person into pieces where it's like, here's the basketball part. Here's the academic part. Here's the religious part. Here's the social part. Life doesn't work that way. You know, we are as human beings, anything we do is everything we do. So you can't be this highly competitive, organized, disciplined person in one aspect of your life, and then a complete slob in another aspect. So what's the number one thing that you believe you have to do to get the players to understand that, or even more importantly, believe it? The number one thing, particularly when you're 18 and 22 years old, is learning how to lose yourself in the present, or as we say, lose yourself in the fight. And then being able to go back to that and access that when it matters most. If you think back to when you were that age, Homer, when Tony was that age, when I was that age, it is a very, very self-absorbed time. It's a time where, let's let's be honest, the world kind of revolves around you. You live Right, and I can tell you, if you told me that, I'm going to say, Coach, I just want to be as good a basketball player as I, that's what, you're my basketball coach. That other stuff I'll take care of. Come on, make me as good a basketball player as I can be. That's what I would say to you. And I will tell you, you can't be the best basketball player you can be unless you lose yourself in the fight. And if there are basketball players that are diametrically opposed to that philosophy, then they shouldn't play at Marquette. How often does that happen when you recruit players? Well, if we do a good job of evaluating, it doesn't happen very often. But I think what happens more often is that when the rubber meets the road, and that is typically not during the recruiting process, because one thing that's unfortunate about the recruiting process is it's, There's no adversity. It's all kind of peaches and cream. 
But when the rubber meets the road is when that ball goes up in the air on Monday and it takes what it takes to get a defensive stop or a team score for Marquette. And we as coaches and hopefully all of our players are dedicated to doing what it takes. If a player or a parent of a player has an emphasis somewhere else because it is more centered towards an individualistic approach, that's when the rubber meets the road. And that's when, you know, there may be, you know, some some discussions we need to have. Well, I can tell you this. If I'm a parent, it's like I want my kid playing. I don't get much deeper than that. How accurate exactly. is that? And so, and so you no know, doubt. And I have an 11-year-old daughter, Homer. Uh, when I go watch her play soccer, I'm pretty locked in on her. But you know what? I'm the, I'm the coach of a team. And so my job is to help our guys all come together as part of something larger than any of us. And something that, by the way, is going to be here long after any of us are gone. Um, so, again, we try to get these guys to understand, hey, you want to play? You want to play well? You want to win? Here's exactly what you need to do. And here's what you need to do culturally in terms of how we act, interact, and respond. Here's what you need to do on the defensive end. And here's what you need to do on the offensive end. Man, I don't know. I, I, and I would say, and a coach says that, I hit my jump shots. I guard. I'll be playing. Is that true or not? Depends how good you are. I mean, Listen, Homer, we, we, we as a team spend a ton of time on what we need each guy to be, again, culturally, how we need them to act, interact, and respond. Defensively, do they, are they playing in a stance? Are they, are they defeating screens? Are they blocking out? Are they moving their feet? Are they contesting the shot with the proper hand? And then offensively. Are they running the floor? Are they going to the offensive glass? Are they moving the ball? Are they hitting their teammate in the chin with the pass? Are they valuing the ball? We try to focus on the things mostly under their control. And if we do that, then that should empower them to do those things at a high level when it matters most under their control. And guess what that does to playing time? Gives you more. Gives you more. We had a guy, we scrimmaged Missouri the other day, probably, what, uh, almost two weeks ago. And we had a guy, David Joplin, who you know well. Mm-hmm. Local. Who is one of my favorite guys. I love this guy um, for, for a variety of reasons. And he comes out in the scrimmage, and he just had this look on his face and great talk. Great stance, great energy, and it was, okay, this is the David Joplin we got today. I love it. And the impact that that has on teammates and coaches is truly a positive domino. So before he had taken one shot, I was saying in my mind, oh, we got to have this guy in the game. This guy's on it today. Fast forward to the end of the scrimmage. Not only did he play well on the defensive end, but to your point, Homer, about making shots, he had 28 points in the scrimmage. So this is where it's all related. 
you can't score 28 points unless you get a significant amount of playing time. Like, you're not scoring 28 points in five minutes. In order to get a significant amount of playing time, you've got to be about what we need you to be about, which is, of course, the things that go into winning. And we spell that out very, very explicitly for our players. Talking with Marquette head coach Shaka Smart. Marquette opens the season Monday against Radford. Uh, who gets it more than anybody else on the team? The things that you mentioned. Ooh, that's a, that's a great question. <laughs> uh, I don't know that we've got one guy that that is head and shoulders above everyone else in terms of getting all the things that we just got done talking about. But I, I would say we've got a nice core group of guys that were part of the team last year that get it pretty darn well, you know, for being in their second year in our program. I would say Tyler Kolick, Oso Iguodaro, um, Stevie Mitchell, Cam Jones, Omax Prosper. They've made major progress in terms of getting this stuff. Now, going and executing it on a consistent basis, game in and game out, that's what we're working towards. All right, uh, let's see. I don't know who the coach said. Every team takes on the character of its best player. I don't know if you buy that. But I think every, I think you'd like this team to take on the character of Tyler Kolick, but I'm not sure he's there yet. How accurate is any of that statement? Well, the initial statement actually, again, to amend what you said, which it's an old adage in coaching, is – the team takes on the personality of its best player or the head coach. And so I would think in the mid, well, pretty much the whole 1970s, I would think that Marquette, yes, took on the personality to some extent of Bo Ellis, Butch Lee, you know, some of the great players, but also – That was Al. Took on the personality of Al McGuire. Tough, gritty, competitive, um, arrogant in a good way. Um, Man, I'll tell you a quick story. Lloyd Walton was in the office this summer. It was Lloyd Walton and Earl Tatum. They were both in here. And we were talking, and they told me about a game from, I don't know if it was 76 or 77, but they had played a game, they were playing a game in, in Madison Square Garden against Fordham. And the coach from Fordham had made a comment about Coach McGuire and the way he scheduled, something was scheduling, and it kind of tweaked Coach McGuire. And so the guy said, coach was hot and before the game he you know he gave one of his fire and brimstone speeches and it was basically we are going to take these guys the heck out (laughs) and so they did and they just demolished Fordham but the best part was Lloyd Walton pulls up this picture on his phone and the picture is Lloyd Walton Bo Ellis and Butch Lee on the bench in Madison Square Garden. And there was 15 minutes left in the game. And they're up by 35 points. 
And those three guys are signing autographs. Obviously, a different time. You don't have that now where people come to get autographs during the middle of a game. But literally in this picture, there's a bunch of kids. One of them has a Bucks shirt on down there by the bench getting autographs from these guys. And I'll show you the picture next time I see you, Homer. The look on Lloyd Walton's face is priceless. It's just this look of, yeah, we're really, really good. We're really good. We just blew these guys out. And so are we taking on the personality of Tyler Kolick? Are we taking on the personality of me as the head coach? We're a work in process with that. I think our guys are – I think we're further along with taking on the personality that our staff has than we were last year. I think there's more alignment between the personality of the team and the players and the personality of our coaching staff. But we're not all the way there yet. We're not a Madison Square Garden up 35 points with 15 minutes left in the game. Talking with Shaq is smart. Now I know what I'm going to remember from this interview. You've just given me the reason for the best question. So what is the personality and character of the head coach, Shaka Smart, in order of importance so that when we see it watching, the team will know they are taking on the character and personality of their head coach, like you mentioned, Al? Well, first of all, it's easy to say or it's easy to put up on a wall a bunch of words what you're about, what your core values are. But I think way more important is how does someone live? So I can tell you, but it's more important to be about what you say. Um, But just a quick answer to your question, I would say number one is the value of the relationships of the guys on the team, coaches, players, all of us together in the foxhole and genuinely caring for one another, loving one another, and wanting to run through a wall for one another. I've never not been on a team since I was five years old, and that is the number one reason that as long as I can control it, I will always be part of a team. The next thing is enthusiasm. I would hope that the way I live my life and the way I am, particularly around our players, is to have a get-to mentality instead of a have-to mentality. And so when we take the floor, hopefully you see from us a passion and enthusiasm and excitement and energy. Stevie Mitchell slapping the floor. We're here, and the other team has to deal with us at a high level of energy. And then I would say the last thing, and this is probably the hardest one, is when things don't go our way and you face some adversity, having the ability to respond and to focus on the next most important thing and to stay connected and to stay engaged, even when human nature may dictate the contrary. Uh, talking with Shaka Smart, I have one question, not a question, but I have a request. I got to do an interview when we had the summer thing with Zach Reitzel. I call him Moses because he's like 50 years old. How old is he? He's like 20. He's only 22. He's 22. All right. So I call him Moses, but I don't know. Anyway, 
I think he's got potential in radio. I would like to interview him on a regular basis, but I don't know what the rules are or if that fits your personality and uh, with uh, all the different, what is it, uh, name and name, image, and likeness. But uh, if something could be done, I would love to interview him uh, on whatever regular basis is allowed. Is that possible or not possible? It's it's possible. Okay. I mean, it, it's uh, it's as possible as as he wants it to be. Okay. Uh, I mean, if he if he wants to do an interview with you, Homer, on a daily basis, it's fine by me. He's a great young man. He's got a lot of really good insights. And you know, I took him with us to media day because I wanted to expose him to you know all of those interviews. And it just you know he's just smack dab in the middle of kind of making an adjustment to Marquette and a new level. But, um, yeah, he, he definitely he's, – he's a very, very high-character young man. And the thing that I emphasize with him is he's going to keep getting better and better over the course of the year as he gets more comfortable and more familiar with the surroundings. And you can comment about Radford because there's never been a team like him before. What, they have like 12 new people? They Radford, well, most people probably even know where they are from – uh, they've got a guy who played for Villanova last year on their Final Four team, so it's not. I, I, I they do. They've got what twelve new guys, some freshmen, some junior college, but players from all over the place. No, they've got they've got several returning guys as well. They've got a nice a nice group uh, as a you know a mid major team that you know how it is this time of year. I mean, in your first game early in the year, you have to be on high alert understanding that you know a team is going to come in you might not know everything they've been practicing particularly the first game of the year and you've got to be ready for you know whatever they might throw your way Um, they got a nice group the kid you mentioned from Villanova's name Brian Antoine he's actually a former McDonald's All-American so they have one more McDonald's All-American on their team than we have on our team yeah he's the first one ever at the school too yeah, I'm sure. I'm yes. sure it's the first one at the school. Um, I I, I kind of like the fact that we got some Burger King All-Americans on our team, yeah. and we're going to find out how those guys fare. All right, and uh, my book for you is Ego is the Enemy by Ryan Holiday. What's your book for everyone else? I know I'm you're reading something. Uh, Ryan Holiday's a good friend of mine. I should have um, known that. All right. Oh, you want to you want a book from me? No, not not me. The people listening, me too. But I mean, the it's not just it's. Yes. I mean, it is all about me, but not when it comes to the books. Okay, I'll give you a couple books. All right, uh, Belonging, which is a book written by a guy named Owen Eastwood, and this book is all about, as the title says. Um, being part of a group and the feeling of belonging and togetherness and how important that is to creating success on a team. And then the other book I'll give you, Homer, you may really like. It's a (laughs) book called 4,000 Weeks. Um, The name escapes me, the the gentleman that wrote it. I can look that up. What what do you think 4,000 Weeks is referring to uh okay four thousand weeks it's like eight years i i don't know some sort of plan um (laughs) you're you're, i I know you didn't major in math homer so four thousand weeks 
is roughly about how long the average person lives. Not exactly, but it's it's roughly your life expectancy. Not yours, but, but you know. Uh, a person. Oh, 80. Not 8, but 80. Okay, yeah, 52, 4,000. Yeah. yeah, good, because it's just 80, yeah. not 8. All right, that's true. All right. Yeah, so the book, the book, at first, it kind of is a time management book. But it's much, much more than that. It's more about how you think about time and how you utilize time. And as you know, I'm big on the concept of presence. Um, so that's another good one that, that folks might like. Yeah, 4,000 weeks. Time management for mortals. Oliver Berkman. All right. I'll work on my math. That's it. Yeah, there you go. 80 years. Thanks, Coach. See you Monday. See you soon. Thank you, Homer. Marquette head coach Shaka Smart Monday against Radford at 7.30 at the Pfizer Forum. And then Thursday, the game against Central Michigan is actually at the Al. I know we're late. Next.